0: producing audio for every need and Greta Pope Entertainment for the finest in entertainment. Today, we have a very interesting lady with us. She and her family have been involved in some of the great music of the 20th century. Our guest is Eber Stepney. Eber has a wonderful history her professional career began at Chicago's Chess Records at the age of eight, recording children's vocals with, get this, Ramsey Lewis and the late Minnie Ripperton. She worked with her father, who was a, produ- a producer. Uh, he was the late Charles Stephanie. Now, if you guys don't know who he is, you're getting ready to find out and you will be blown away. It's pretty fantastic. Eber moved on to singing commercial jingles at 15 years of age for Burrell Advertising, again, where her father was a producer. Eber is a voiceover artist and actress. She is also a songwriter. I am so excited to have Eber with us today. Let's welcome Eber Stepney Manuel. Thanks for joining us today, Eber. Hi, everybody. It's so good to see you. I'm so excited to have you with us. It's so exciting. And people are going to just love your story. You know, you are such a humble person. People do have no idea. People have no idea of, of your background and right. your history. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that today. Okay. So let's go back to the beginning. Tell us what it was like growing up with a legendary producer father. He was a writer and a ranger. Mm-hmm and producer for Earth, Wind, and Fire.
1: How exciting,
0: tell us about it. It
1: is exciting. So um, he was amazing. Uh, He began, as you said, at Chess Records in his uh, professional recording career. But of course he was um, a musician, you know, before he started that, he was a jazz musician. And in the city of Chicago, that was a a big deal. Mm -hmm. And uh, so a funny, was that he was working at the Playboy Club and my mother, which was at the time a very good job for musicians. And my mother said, "Um, yeah, I'm not going to be at home every single night with my kids while you're out at the Playboy Club. So, uh, and, and he said, well, you know, this is what I do for a living. And so she was like, yeah, I'm not having it. So she said they went to her pastor and he said, well, what do you want me to pray for? And, and they said, pray that um, he can still do his music and be home at night with his children. And so they said, he said, okay, well, dear God, thank you for a job where he could be at home at night with his family and children and still do music. And then my parents said they laughed all the way home. They were like, we could have prayed that ourselves. Cause that was it. That was the extent of his prayer. But uh, yeah, uh, a week or so later, he he landed a job um, at Chess Records.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow. And how did he know Maurice White? Did he know him initially or did they meet through Chess Records or how did that happen? So this is really interesting
1: because me and my sisters are putting together something really special. It may take a while uh, because um, you'd be surprised at how many people are. connected in the industry, so, um, and they kind of came from, you know, those hubs, right, yeah, Maurice was the staff um, musician at Chess Records, as well as um, a member of the Ramsey Lewis Trio, who my father also produced for, Hmm. right, so they go way, way back, as a matter of fact, Maurice tried to get my father to leave he was on also, get friends with, you know, if you're a saxophone player. And, and uh, so anyway, all these people tried to get my father to leave. He, he was a diehard Chicagoan. He had no interest in going anywhere ever. <laughs> um, but he did spend, of course, he ended up spending a lot of time, you know, in Los Angeles. But he um, definitely didn't want to make it his permanent home. But Maurice begged him to go when he first left. Uh-huh. Yeah, my yeah, dad was like, no, nah, I'm not
0: leaving. No. That is wonderful yeah. history. And for those of you that don't know, Maurice White was the founder of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm-hmm. And Verdine yeah. White, who is currently with Earth, Wind, and Fire, who you probably would recognize with the long hair, he's the bass player, was Maurice's right. father. So right. you know, just really, really great, rich history there. That is just fantastic. So, yes. yeah. yeah. So tell me what it was like for you to record a chess record as such a little girl. I mean, it was such an important Chicago recording label, produced a lot of great music. Uh, you know, tell us about your memories of that. I mean, that must've been like the coolest thing.
1: Um, it was, it, they were nice. Um, Everybody's pretty um, laid back. Um. They just, I'm not going to say that, um, you know, being a diva wasn't a thing. I don't know if it was a thing or not, but the people that I was around, Mm -hmm. it didn't appear to be a thing to me. So everybody was very laid back. And of course, it's a record company. So my dad literally worked nine to five. Um, He literally wore a shirt and tie. And I don't know if he wore a tie, but I think he did wear a tie, actually. Mm -hmm. A shirt and tie. Um, He um, worked very long hours. Very long hours because when he came home, he was still working and they would come to the house all the time. His friends, um, the Dales he worked with, and Terry Collier, Minnie Ripperton, they started the Rotary Connection band there. um, Maurice White, and then, you know, um, Satterfield and Don Myrick, they had been originally, I believe, a part of um, the Pharaohs, right? Do you remember the Pharaohs? Mm -hmm. Well, this really, really goes way back, like. They probably recorded that before I was born, <laughs> but maybe not that long. Um, but yeah, the Fero's, um, yeah, uh, these people go way back, and so they all knew each other, and it was pretty uh, family-like environment to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so I remember my mother would dress us up. She liked to put a matching dresses, um, <laughs> and um, then we would just pretty much sit on the couches and um, I'm sure that everybody was on their best behavior because there were little girls in the room, right? Yeah. And um, so we would just sit on the couches and everybody would just say, oh, the girls are here. Like, it, it really was pretty common because they were just really, really hardworking musicians. Very, very, very serious yeah. people. Yeah. And, um, you know, about their craft. Right. And then my father was um super hardworking. So if you were working with him, if you hadn't been hardworking before, you were now. And so he didn't really allow a lot of shenanigans on his um set. So I know that he was kind of kind of famous for not being a fan of, you know, no shenanigans. Everybody come in professionally. Um Uh, Even as a vocalist, I don't like to um, have to record too early in the morning, but I know that he did require people to be in voice early in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, uh, nothing much, you know, Mm -hmm. and we were used to microphones and things like that because he had them, you know, at home. Mm-hmm. And oh, he recorded with us. Um, mm-hmm. So my sister's kind of the lead person on some of the family archiving stuff. But I think you may hear some of that. I think it'll be a lot of fun to hear the things oh. that he recorded with me and my sisters as children with full orchestra, because he, he wow. would put us on the,
0: on the full orchestra tracks. Um, that is fantastic. What what a treasure. What wonderful memories. And the fact that you have these recordings still. What a you know what a treasure for you and for your family. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah, we're working with uh, uh, a a celebrity. I don't know if I could talk about it now, but she helped us to archive my father's um, music. So that'll be if I can't talk about it now. I know this summer you'll know all about it. So we can try again oh. if you like, because it's very exciting, and we're really grateful to her. Um, she also is from a um, a a famous celebrity family, and wow. we're really grateful to
0: her. I can't yeah. wait to hear all about it in the summer when it, when it comes out. That's exciting. I can't wait to
1: tell you. It's, it <laughs> is exciting.
0: Yeah. So tell us about your performance experiences with Ramsey Lewis and Minnie Ripperton and the emotions. You sang with them?
1: So, well, uh, that, so I was a little girl. Um, let me see. We did, um, <laughs> we did this song called um, Memory Band. And there was this, there's a sitar sample on it that's actually quite famous in the hip hop world. And we're the children on the beginning and we do the lalas. And uh, my father originally did it with um, Ramsey. It was, um, it, he, it was a children's song. Basically he had us singing the lalas and Manny Ripperton, of course, doing the high notes really?
0: on there. So yeah. Exciting. And did you realize at that time what a big deal those performances were? I mean, did you realize what a big deal these people were? Mm. No. no, they were really,
1: like Minnie was a very nice person. Um, mm-hmm. She was, you know, she kind of got that, well, she had that ethereal quality mm-hmm. and she was always like that. So it's kind of like being with, you know, the, the fairy princess. Yeah. Um, she oh, really cool. was very much like that. And uh, Ramsey, uh, me and my sister were just talking about him yesterday. Um, He is one of the most gracious, um, you know, personable um, men that, you know, elegant men that you've ever wanted to meet, but very gracious and very personable. Like I said, they were very, um, they were very nice people. So, uh, and then we were used to seeing them at our house. Mm -hmm. So we knew uh, that being on the mic was different, but we were, uh, we visited the studio with my dad. So he was like, I want you all to do the lobby. No, we didn't think a lot about it. We were wow.
0: That is very cool, Mm -hmm. that's very cool. Yeah. So um, so you did a lot of commercial jingles um, with the Burrell Advertising Agency, which was one of the first black advertising agencies doing work for major American corporations. Tell us
1: yes. what um, that was like. Yes, I wouldn't say I did a lot, so, but my, um, so dad and my Aunt Tom Barrow were also friends. And when Tom was putting um, the company together, my father was one of the people that he approached to do um, jingle music. Mm-hmm. So he was um, one of the major jingle producers um, for, um, you know, the company really helped to, found that mm-hmm. uh, company with, um, you know, his music, uh, he, uh, me and my sisters, and we have, I think we have this recording, but um, yeah, his music was very pretty, you know, he was an orchestrator, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so he liked to include orchestra in a lot of things, and sometimes he got turned down for it being too pretty, mm-hmm. and a couple of times, those got transferred into, our twenty-five, fire songs, um, singles that got turned down because <laughs> they were too pretty.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. That is just yeah. fascinating. Wow. It is fascinating. Mm-hmm. It, it, mm-hmm. What a great story, how how these musicians kind of morphed from one thing into something else that still exists today. I know,
1: right? I know. I, yeah. I know. We had a lot of fun with that, um, listening to some of the archives. We were like, oh, wow, well, I
0: remember this
1: when it wasn't that. that is very cool so so that's how I ended up doing um jingles um with my dad from time to time and then after he passed I was working as a second engineer at um, PS Studios at the time which was very um popular and um sometimes I would do background vocals for this producer named Chuck Colbert Mm -hmm. and um So he says, you know, um, so when I get, you know, work out, I'll put you on it. And he did. And it was with the emotions, which was so exciting. Of course, I did know the emotions from, you know, that work with my dad, but it's a whole nother level to actually now that I was impressed with because, you know, because they were like huge to me before. Um,
0: Right. um, It came along later. They came along a little later so that you had an understanding more of what the whole celebrity music business was about. Yeah, of
1: course, oh, yeah. right. And I'm older and I'm a huge fan. And uh Chuck is like, yeah, you know, I got this work for you. It was a long, long, long day. We had a lot of fun. But and and they were so, so sweet. And they were <laughs> and they were like, oh Eva, do this and Eva that was like. What? <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, okay. If you say so, you know. Um, so um, I was at an event, and the uh, producer of the video kept saying to me, and Wanda kept saying, "Where's Eva And um, and Eva did this, and Eva, and I was like, "What? What is she talking about? Why would Wanda? Why would Wanda be saying that?" And then she said, "Cause she said she worked with you. and I was like, "I did it. I worked with Wanda. I
0: remember." Oh, yeah, so that was
1: great. a lot
0: from very sweet ladies. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. So for our listeners, Ibra and I have discovered that our children know each other, and yeah, it's this interesting. Yeah, we discovered that this morning. Um, my son uh, worked as a road manager for Earth, Wind, and Fire after his mm-hmm. college graduation, uh, mm-hmm. up through the time that he started in law school, and then some. You know, also after he started in law school, mm-hmm. yeah. So he's now a, a practicing attorney. So, you know, he's not doing that anymore, but he's very good friends with the guys in the, mm-hmm. in the band. And uh, he has met Eber's daughter, Gabby, in, yeah. those, in those situations many times.
1: Right. I tried to call Gabby, but of course, like, like I said, she's I'll get back to you. So then her older sister did call me and she was like, yeah, I think this, anyway, they know more about it than me. Yeah. So yeah. I, I was like, okay, okay. I wanted to be able to, you know, have a reference, but I didn't get it.
0: Yes. It truly yeah. is a small world. Truly. Mm-hmm. Small mm-hmm. World. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to thank Eber for joining us today. We'll hear more from her on our next episode. See you then. The Business Savvy Singer Podcast is brought to you by theprivatemusicstudio.net. Eternal Wolf Music and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at gretapope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time. On the Business Savvy Singer podcast. The Business Savvy Singer.